If that's the case, then, you know, he's worshipping Anakin, which, that's a great idea. <laughs> Butcher Dark. of children. I mean... My fault, younglings. Doesn't mean you can't admire the guy. <laughs> he did he make did, him. Yeah, he did give you life, like... Alright, welcome back to the Get Lost Podcast. This time we're actually back with two out of the four. No, wait, three? Three out of the original four. I wasn't even counting myself because I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> but welcome back to the Get Lost Podcast. We Numbers have... make my thinker box hurt. Keith. This see? is Keith. <laughs> and this is Dustin. And I'm Ryan. And uh, we're just back today to have a little conversation about... Um, the nerdier side of things, I believe. And now that I'm back, my kebabs will be listening, and so we have increased our listeners by a quarter dozen. <laughs> I, I know that's only three, but quarter dozen sounds better. It does. It sounds more authentic. But I wanted to start this off by asking you guys your opinion on this. So, I'd heard the news recently that EA is basically dumping Mass Effect, and... I'm in the middle of playing Andromeda for the first time because I've gotten backlogged on games. And it's like, do, do I want to keep going with putting the time into this? I love this game, but if I know the story is not going to be going anywhere, is it actually worth it? Uh, I can honestly say real quick that I have not finished it. Yeah, I haven't it, either. It's been on my to-do list, but I was so angry after the launch and the subsequent hours that I put into it of annoyingness that I got a little I got a little testy and just turned it off and haven't been back. Yeah, it's not so much that they canceled the series, they just kind of delayed stuff for a while. Well, well last I'd heard, they put it on ice yeah, indefinitely. I was going to say, I think it's an indefinite yeah. limbo right now. Which, Man. to be fair, it probably deserves that right now. I think they've already kind of proven that they're working on like anthem yeah that's the main thing is that it's more like they put on ice to focus all their attention on anthem and figure out what they want to do with the series yeah and honestly i mean anthem looks like a, a proper not sequel but obviously like a, a oh, the, the child of mass effect to be honest yeah. like i mean the armor is still reminiscent of it the the gameplay actually looks reminiscent of uh more mass effect than other things so like the original Mass Effect trilogy or the gameplay of this new one? Um, I I would say actually probably closer to uh, Mass Effect two and three. Okay. Um, which you know were I mean, shit. I know people got annoyed with the fact that EA when EA bought uh, Bioware and they put out two and three. I know a lot of people were actually kind of annoyed because it felt like it was like a quicker game and more emphasis on like action and stuff like that. But to be honest, like. The changes in 2 and 3 definitely amped up the gameplay enough to make it more fun. Yeah, I, um, 2 and 3 were much more streamlined because mm -hmm. as much fun as the first one was... The after, combat sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you play 2 and 3 and you go back to the first one, it is super rough. Yeah. yeah. I, they've got all the, the copy and paste dungeons, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've got... All these different planets, every single star system you go to has a planet you can land on. Mm. There's fuck all to do on that planet, except maybe find a random rock to scan. Yeah. Or a giant worm to attack. Yeah. yeah. Let me drive the fucking Mako around for two hours and not find shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was... Uh, it's sad. I mean, you know, I think they, they... They were also talking about the fact that EA closed down Visceral Games. Which is definitely sad, and I mean... You, people could be angry at EA, but at this point, you know what you're getting with EA. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. whenever they buy a company, you know that mainly it's going to be tried to, mainly it's going to be turned towards multiplayer stuff. I mean, they are the game of, or the company of sports. I mean, that's their yeah. their main title lines are competitive gaming or competitive actual games, like Madden and you know like, NBA. Or, like the NBA games and stuff like NHL that. So then, stuff. then you have this company that's also trying to get their feet into the esports arenas. So a lot of their games are going to start focusing on multiplayer and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to the <clears throat> Star Wars game because I love Amy Hennig's work. Mm -hmm. You know, the Uncharted series of her amazing story. So I was like, all right, we're going to get a Star Wars game 
It's going to be focused on story. It's going to be single player. Maybe have a multiplayer component to it, but it's going to have an amazing story. Yeah. And then they, you know, scrap it and go, no, nah, we're going to sit there and basically try and, you know, do this pseudo-Destiny style game out of it. And that's was the, that 1313? Uh, nah, that was, uh, there was no official name for it. Okay. 1313 yeah. was what Disney was working on. I, I thought it was LucasArts was working on 1313 13. 13, and then they got bought by Disney and it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, right, this is going to be Lucas Arts folded. That was yeah. that was the big thing. After that was not only did Disney buy them, but they but Lucas Arts itself folded. They weren't going to be publishing or developing games anymore. So because they took forever to try and publish something, and it was just yeah, never good. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best jobs I have ever had was when I worked as a security guard, and they actually had me do night security at Lucas Arts in San Rafael. Oh shit! Nice dude. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to go on my rounds there, I, I had to keep from giggling like a little girl as I skipped <laughs> through the offices. Like, hee hee hee, ooh, concept art, because this was right before episode three came out. Yeah. So they'd have, you know, art of Darth Sidious with the lightsabers. And, <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. I can't wait to see how this movie comes out. Keith, I mean, did you sign your NDA? <laughs> there, there was no NDA. <laughs> Back when you true. wish you had a smartphone that yeah. didn't come out. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to get a picture of this, but my camera's at home. All I have is my cell phone. You're getting on the boards on the old internet and just like, Star Wars fan 01. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I would work there doing security over the weekends, and then Monday my friends would all be like, okay, what did you see this time? <laughs> Let me regale you with my fanciful stories. I saw. <laughs> it, it's like walking through That's the nerd promised land. I mean, they had bookshelves just covered with video games for the designers there. If they got bored or they got stuck working on something, yeah. they could just take that, install it on their work computer, and play that until they're ready to work again. <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. That and uh, they had a whole crap ton of Star Wars arcade games set up all throughout the building. So I'm in the middle of my rounds. I'm going to play a quick level of arcade pod racer because <laughs> it's all set up on free play. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Stop by Admiral snack bar to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, a sh it was a shame when that, um, when Lucas arts guy shut down, man. I mean, I think I had a lot of really good memories with a lot of Lucas arts games. And most people go back to stuff like, uh, what was it, the the Jedi one, uh, Jedi Outcast? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, with Kyle, Kyle Katarn, which is great, but like, dude, mine will always be the X-Wing and Tar TIE Fire games. Oh, I love yes. those. I sunk so many hours into that shit, and I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's literally just spinning a 360 camera around <laughs> you know, looking for stuff, but fuck, man, it was fun. Like, you hunt down X-Wings and stuff, get behind them, or like... Well, even when know. they introduced, like, multiplayer to their new Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy games... Mm -hmm. I had so much fun just being a dick as the dark side because I'd be like, hey, I'm going to play Darth Vader. I have Force Push. Look, somebody's jumping at me. There's a gigantic chasm that has no bottom between us. Force Push, I just stopped your jump. Look, you <laughs> fell to your death. <laughs> I'm just going to stand here in this area and just keep pushing people off. <laughs> Try and kill me now. Well, I want to say I broke at least five different computer mice between the Star Wars X-Wing and TIE Fighter games. So you gotta buy the trackballs back then, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just that every now and then you pop it off, clean the dust out of it, and go back. <laughs> that or, you know, beg your parents to get you one of the computer flight sticks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had those. My dad had a cheap one when I was young. It was a, it was a joystick, but it, it wasn't like one of the actual like flight sticks that came out later. So it was literally like this very small... Like, you know... Almost like an old Atari controller. Yeah, on like... I mean, literally... Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it had, like, a square base, and then this little... It had, like, a stick, and then it had a button on the stick, and that's what you would, you'd fly around with. And it was so, like... Sh I mean, it was a piece of shit. Because, like, you couldn't... There was no feedback on it, so if you, like, moved it around too fast, it'd just be spinning. That's when we got four axes. Yeah. No, none of the, you know, six-axis stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man, it was fun, though. It was, yeah, I mean, that brought, that was a lot of memories back then. Mm -hmm. and then I remember going to a computer expo and seeing what was labeled as one of the first virtual reality joysticks. It was 
you know, it had the base that you'd attach it to, but you could also pick it up off the base and just hold it basically like the uh, the Wii controller now. And, oh, yeah. you know, kind of tilt it around. Except the problem is, I would try using it, and it just kept turning me to the right. And it's like, I'm going left! Left, damn you! <laughs> no, I'm just going to set this down on the table and pretend I never touched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting, getting back to the original topic, though, like, I... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with the... I mean, since they shut it down... Like I said, I don't think the uh, the one that they were working on, though, I don't think that's quite finished yet. I know they, I know they like, shut down Visceral and stuff, but I yeah. think they said that they were... Moving it to, like, EA Vancouver. Yeah. And they're redesigning under a new focus as games as a service. Okay, they keep adding new content to it, like they do with Destiny and stuff like that. Yeah. And kind of make it more like Star Wars Destiny. Yeah. So you have to buy the game and then buy the game again and then buy the game again. Welcome to all yeah. the DLC. Yeah. You know, give you this wonderful product that's going to be half finished and you're going to get like 15 DLCs you got to buy. I'll, I'll tell you though, like we were, I was talking about it recently with uh, one of my other friends, but as much as it sucks, there's there's only a couple of options for this. So at the like nowadays you can pay... $90, you get the game that's coming out, and you get at least two DLC expansions. Yeah, their first batch of DLC. Right. Season one of DLC. And as much as that sucks, for the the kind of money and time that's being put into these games for a lot of these companies, like, yeah, you could do something like CD Projekt Red where you put out something like The Witcher, which was amazing, and if I'm not mistaken, the DLC was like fourteen ninety nine, still worth it because yeah. it was like a full fledged DLC and stuff. The problem is, I think more and more these days, they're either going to have to raise the price of games, and gamers are going to have to say like, "I'll I'll pay eighty dollars for a one hundred percent full fledged completed game," or we're just going to keep getting microtransactions and DLC. That's you know. I'm fine with microtransactions as long as it's like Destiny. You get new skins, you get a new ship that does nothing, you get a new speeder bike. Or, yeah. So long as know. it's not pay to win. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah. When it becomes, hey, you have to sit there and do a microtransaction and you get this awesome gun that you can only get by paying for it. And by the way, it's better than anything in the base game. Yeah, the hell of that. Well, see, like, I I mean, we had a... I think that was a discussion that popped up with the original... Uh, well, not the original, but the newer uh, Battlefronts, which... And now it's becoming an issue with the second one as well, which is people are... They're offering deals that you can pay more and you'll get, like, a big, like, box, big box of the chest. Yeah. And, like, so people are saying that that's not fair, that it's, you know, it's unfair to the other players. And my comment for that was, like, well, the first... The first Battlefront of the new ones had the Han Solo pistol, yeah. which was really good. I mean, when you started out in the game, that was pistol like one was of the best guns in the game. It was really good, yeah. It was, but that's the point: is it was a great starter pistol. Like as soon as you started playing the game and you got past, you know, just a couple of days worth of just, you know, playing matches, then everyone started to even out because you started getting like different access to the big guns. Like some yeah. people were better with like the heavy ones so you had support people running around you had uh people that were better with like long shots so you had like a rifle like gun and the hunt solo pistol just became a mute point like yeah it was fun if you wanted to play close up but you know it was a vanity balance. item yeah. yeah exactly it was it was a it was a gun that was really cool when you first picked up the game because holy shit look at me i get to run around with the hunt solo pistol and then like five minutes later you, you got a new gun you're like okay later like i'll yeah. I found something a little bit better. I'll shoot first with another gun, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you can only shoot first if you have the Han Solo pistol. <laughs> Although then, I suppose, if you get two people who don't have the Han Solo pistol, they walk up to each other, alright, who's going to shoot first? You going to shoot first, or I'm going to shoot first? I don't know. <laughs> Neither of us have the Han Solo pistol. Who gets yeah. to shoot first? And they killed each other out there as they both fired first. <laughs> 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 but now, like, there's... Those loot boxes, they at least contain stuff that you can earn in the game. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, you might get access to it, you know, earlier. Right. 
but it's not. It's literally gonna be a yeah. It's gonna be a deep point later, like literally a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Day one. Yeah, you might have some better stuff than me, and it might irritate me for like a couple hours. But then, hey, I've got a loot box, and I might find it. Yeah. By the end of the week, I've got everything that you paid an extra fifty bucks for. Yeah. And I paid nothing for. Yeah. One of the worst sins I've seen as far as that goes was with Plants vs. Zombies 2. Either of you guys played Plants vs. Zombies? I, the I first played, one. Yeah, I've played like bits and pieces of it, but not. The first one was great. It it was hilarious because I started playing it just because of like, oh, you know, fun little tower defense thing, sure. And my wife saw me playing it and she's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies. See, it's a it's a pea shooter because it is literally shooting peas at zombies. And <laughs> yeah. She thought it was ridiculous at first, and then she watched me play it for a while, and she's like, alright, we're buying the full game. <laughs> and loved the first one, but then the second one came out, and yeah. they're saying, oh yeah, don't worry about it. We have microtransactions to unlock special plants you can use, but that's completely optional. Yeah. You, know, you can unlock everything as the game goes on. You can just unlock this stuff quicker if you pay for it. Yeah. That was an outright lie. Yeah. There is so much shit on there that is locked behind a paywall, and if you don't get it, then the game is frustratingly stressful. Yeah. I could not finish it just because it made me want to just crush my phone in my hands. Understandably so. Which I think is the... If I'm not mistaken, that was a major problem now with the Shadows of Mordor. I think that was the controversial for it. Or controversial for it was supposedly that the end of the game was actually broken, that you could not end the game without paying for something microtransactions. It's not so much that. It's or like you'd have you to hit grind end like, game. Yeah, and the game changes. Your forts that you've taken over are now going to come under attack, and during the game. Whatever orcs you put in charge, they did fine. Yeah. But at endgame, no, they're not. You want your, like, elite guys there, you want to level them up, and that's not stuff you did during the game because, well, you didn't have to. Your guys were fine. Yeah. So if you actually focused on going, alright, I want to get these good guys, put them in my castle, and level them up, you hit endgame, you're not going to struggle, but it's not going to be as hard as, you know, just breezing through the game. So you don't have to actually buy it, it's just... A complete different mechanic that you weren't aware of. Which, which though, was kind of weird, because, I mean, essentially, that was a that was an add-on that wasn't there in the first game, yeah. from, what I, from what I know. Like, I've, I've played a lot of it, but I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. But, and that's a shame. It's a great, I mean, that was a great game that was, you know, seemingly ruined by controversy now, you know. I still want to get it. Another one it. on yeah. my backlist of games I need to play. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. dude, the first one's amazing. Like, I, I don't think I've had... Because I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed games, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people don't, and a lot of people say it was getting to the point where they were pumping them out. I don't give a fuck. Like, I love I'm Assassin's Creed. I'm looking forward to Origin. Yeah. I've, I've got that one on pre-order for, like, you know, the big edition, like the one that comes with the fucking statue and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, that's how much I love Assassin's Creed. And the thing that I've always liked about Assassin's Creed is they have always made it so that you can do other stuff to get stuff. Like, you can grind away... And go do like puzzles and stuff yeah. like that to unlock stuff. Or then in, um, I think it was the the Revolutionary War one, uh, Unity. You could there was a, a wait, separate app. Wait, Revolutionary War. That was. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the different, yeah, the, French the different, the French Revolution. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So the French Revolution one Unity had a separate app that you could play, and it was essentially like you would send. Uh, assassins off to do missions and it was a time-based app so you couldn't do it like all at once and it got to the point where like you'd have to wait a day before you could finish it because they'd be out on like 13-hour missions and um so that's like the the apex headquarters app they have for andromeda now yeah 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 pretty much and uh so you could you could do this and you would get stuff in return for it like you would get uh different items and you know uh you get like a cool sword or like by the time you finally finished it, you got like a, I think it was like a special set of armor or something like that. And I did that shit because I really like Assassin's Creed. But at the end of the day, like, thankfully they've never instituted something where you actually have to pay for those things. Yeah. Because I would, I would flip my shit, but, you know. Yeah, you have this sword, but if you sit there and spend nine ninety nine, 
you can get this sword that does extra damage and does this other stuff. Well, and yeah. that's and that's wow. a that's the funny thing is like nine times out of ten the the swords that you would get from it weren't even that good. They were yeah. just fun to have. Like they were interesting to look at, or they would they would have some sort of like they had one. I can't remember if it was the one from there or not, but there was one that was like a light sword. Like it was literally just like you know because. You're in the animus and all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, I mean, nothing, like, actually affected the game. Like, none of the shit I got from there was actually worth, like, Did playing the game. Stuff. Yeah, it didn't change anything. Like, you, you know, you still had to use the, the certain items in the game or play oh, yeah. a certain style to actually be able to finish it. So, I wish they'd had something like that for Dragon Age Inquisitions with the various missions you could send your agents off of. Yeah, yeah. Just because I hated it being like, oh, Colin's done with his task. You can come back and collect your reward. Let me sit there and fast travel back to my, you know... Sit through a loading screen, get yeah. back to the castle, go to the map. See, I hate Load that into sh- the map. I hate that shit in games. Like, I hate shit where if I'm playing... Because, I mean, like, the older you get, the less time you have. So, I mean, people have, like, wives and kids and responsibilities and, you know, jobs and everything. So, the time that I get to play video games... I want to fucking play them, and I just want to get through it. But if I have to do something to get something, and then they're like a clock pops up, and it's like thirteen hours. Oh, fuck you, game. Like I don't have thirteen hours to wait. <laughs> well, at least with Inquisition, it kept track of it, so it would keep the time even when you weren't playing. Versus yeah, yeah. Andromeda, where you've got the uh, the little rewards from the cryopods, where you had to actually spend time in the game playing. Yeah, you couldn't just. Pause it, set the controller down, go to work, come back. All right, I've got rewards to collect. Yeah. And I mean, this is, I mean, this is the way that games are going, though. Like, you know, it's, it's something that I think... And people love to say, like, oh, just vote for your... Or, you know, or, like, decide with your wallet. Like, tell these companies... Nobody does that. Like, it yeah. doesn't happen ever. Like, every time I see some, like, thing on, like, Reddit where people are like, we're gonna boycott this game! I'm like, okay. And then I drive by GameStop, you know, the night of release, and they have, like, a line that's, like, out the door and down the fucking block. And I'm like, yeah, that game's really gonna hurt. Yeah, I have a huge grudge against EA from back when Sims Medieval came out, but I'm still gonna buy their games just because I like them, and so is everyone else. Yeah. They've improved from what they were... But oh EA yeah for sure yeah well, <laughs> they they, they were to, horrible now they're just bad they used to be Satan now they're a lesser demon that <laughs> yeah. just stands by the gates of hell <laughs> I mean they've improved well, um, but you know they're they not a saint the yet. devil now they just worship him yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the the only complaints I have against a game company is you know I got Sims Medieval for my wife because she's a huge Sims fan and. You'd, when the game came out, it was broken as shit. Yeah. I mean, you could load it up, play for maybe an hour, and then the game would just crash your computer. And so she went online, looked it up, and apparently it wasn't just our computer having this problem. It was everybody had this problem. Yeah. So I called up EA Tech Support to see if there was something we could do to fix it. And their response was, no, the game's just fine. There's nothing wrong with the game. It's your computer. Yeah. It's overheating because you're playing the game too much. Maybe you need to put the game down and go play outside. It's a lovely day out. <laughs> totally. You not are robust. telling you a game <laughs> company are telling me to play less video games? Fuck you. <laughs> you should be telling me to play more video games. Which buy the, more of our stuff. Which the worst part about all of that is that game was originally developed by Maxis. And I forget the guy that used to hit that company up, but that was completely against... Sid Meier? Yeah. Was it Sid Meier that actually used to do it? Or I, think I feel so. like there was another name for a guy that used to do their titles. I can't think of it. But essentially, like, that's, that's totally against the way that he would he would want people to be dealing yeah. with their games. Like, if there was a problem, you know, they wanted it addressed. Um, but then later on, they shut down Maxis, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, because I know Sid Meier did Civilization. I think he did SimCity, which then became, like, The Sims and everything else, too. Uh, let's see. I'm getting Will Wright. Will Wright. That's Will Wright, it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because he, he was the one that did The Sims. Like, that was his his project. 
I just remember him being like a very like in tune to gamers and you know good guy. Then you have but... like Peter Molyneux who has great ambition. <laughs> Let me go out and promise all this shit. Hey, here's the game. It doesn't have any of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean a man great so ambition and vision his poor last, delivery. <laughs> his last name has become a verb for overpromising. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like when No Man's Sky came out and you know it promised you the moon and only gave you you know an asteroid. Yeah. They're like, yep, we all just got Molyneux. Yep. I I always remember like with him because you know he did Fable and yeah. Fable was a great game. Yes. First Fable was absolutely amazing. Second Fable I liked enough. I thought it was very yeah. good. And then I remember when the third one came out. And I think uh, you and I, Dustin, had been yeah. friends by that point. Like we were all excited about it and stuff. And for like months before that game came out, they were they were promising all that stuff. I mean, they were literally saying like every every choice that you make matters. Like blah, blah. and like you play the game, and you're like, none of my choices matter. Like yeah. I could literally either go one or the other side. Doesn't matter. Like all that all that it does is when I get to the final boss. It may or may not be harder. Yeah. By like a smidgen. There was actually a final boss to Fable Three. I, I yeah. don't remember that. I remember there being a bunch of shadow creatures, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember the shadow creatures. Wasn't there was like a was there a boss? Maybe there wasn't. I don't. It know. was like fighting the shadows. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. There might have been a boss. I can't remember either. Yeah. I remember in Fable One. They got rid of the one feature of Fable 2 that I actually liked in Fable 1. Went into a school, sat there and started, um, you know, showing off for the kids to make their day bright because the world sucks. And they took your, you know, weapons from you. And then one kid just started booing and making farting sounds. So I just started beating the ever-living hell out of the kid. <laughs> beating his ass outside of the school all the way to the dock trying to knock him into the water. As everybody's just standing around me like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? I'm just like, wow. Hitting the kid going, they actually allow me to hit a kid in this game. Yeah. That is just wrong, but it's amusing. I remember too, like, unlike, uh, Unlike the Zelda games, you could actually uh, walk around and, like, kick chickens. Yeah. And it was fun. I used to spend, like, hours just walking through a town, like, kicking the chicken down the road. Just, like, kick the can. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually make you do that to give you a nickname of Chicken Kicker. Mm -hmm. To unlock well, the nickname system. Well, and then one of the demon doors in Fable 2 doesn't unlock unless you kick a chicken into its face. Yeah. <laughs> because it's hungry, so it wants you to kick a chicken towards its mouth. <laughs> yeah, then... Fable 1, I think there was a demon door that required that you sacrifice, you know, something innocent. So I grabbed that kid that was beating and dragged him to there and then <laughs> sacrificed him to the door. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, there's a much easier way to do that. You just eat a bunch of baby chickens in front of it. I, I like, you know, feeding the kid to the door better. I think the only thing that made me mad about the first Fable was, uh, because they had the same kind of idea, which is... If you do good things, you got like a golden aura kind of yeah. thing around you. And if you were evil, then your eyes were like red or something. And like you would get like a red aura. But then the one thing that always pissed me off was I liked using the magic in that game. But magic aged you. Yeah. So, so I, I got really pissed it. off by the end of the game because I was like this old looking motherfucker. I was just wandering down the road. Like I thought it was leveling <laughs> up that aged you. Because I think I saw somewhere they said, you know, every point you put towards any skill in there adds like one and a half years to your age. No, nah, it was using magic was, age you well, so bad. Yeah, using because I mean that might have been true like if you if you put it in there you got older but like using magic definitely but aged I, you a lot. I like, suppose it, it turns you into Gandalf basically. It does. Like yeah. I mean if you have like the long if you had the long hair in the game it would turn like white and you would get like shriveled face and stuff. And I was like damn it <laughs> like Yeah I didn't use magic because of that. Yeah. It made me sad, because I really liked all the... The magic powers in the game were sweet. Actually, but. Fable 2 has my favorite um, achievement of all time. Yeah? Yeah, to sit there and turn safety off, you know, for your targeting, so you could actually, like, target civilians. Mm -hmm. But you didn't use it for that. You walked into a town, scared a rabbit or something like that out of the field, and shot the rabbit, and you got an achievement. It's like, <laughs> feel like a big man now, don't you? <laughs> it's like... The achievement flat out taunts you for killing a poor little innocent critter. I'm like, I love this one. <laughs> Alright, so I, I I got a question here. Um, you guys, have any of you guys played uh, the Zelda Breath of the Wild game? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. 
So, I mean, you know, unanimously it won, like, Game of the Year, like, yeah. great mm-hmm. awards and stuff. I have to admit, like, I played it, and I liked it. I thought it was a really cool game. And there are a lot of stuff that you can do. Like, puzzle-wise, mm-hmm. it gives you the option of, like, figuring out your own way of doing a lot of these stuff. And, um, you know, like, overall, it was just a very beautiful game. Like, very, like, simple graphics, not, like, super overdone or anything. Yeah. But I do, Zelda edition. Yeah, I do have to admit, though, like, after playing it for a while, um, it wasn't that it got old, but it got somewhat repetitive. Like, there weren't a lot of different enemies in the game. Yeah. Um, you pretty much, like, after a while, you knew, like, exactly what to do with all the different enemies. And, it, like, only, like, every now and then, there would be, like, a different big character that you would have to fight that actually had you know something that you had to learn and do there and so i'm not saying like it's a bad game but what what i wanted to get at is like the whole idea of like these enemies that are the same like copy and paste like that bothers me in games these days i don't know about you guys but i'd rather have copy and paste enemies than copy and paste dungeons yeah i mean i agree with that but like i think like all right so a good example is assassin's creed again one of my favorite games but they have, like, five enemy types. And within the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, you can figure out how to beat all of these different characters without ever having to, you know, do anything different or change up with any weapons or anything like that. Like, Yeah, I mean, the only problem with those games is, all right, well, I now have a pseudo-boss fight. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, hey, look. Templars, I know how to deal with them. Or or I killed somebody in broad daylight, and now I have to run across half of the fucking city just to get away from, like, 90 guards that are following me. <laughs> yeah. They just sat there and saw me jump over a building, jump over a wall, and then hide in the, you know, bush. Even though there's a five-story building between us that they can't see through. Yeah. They saw me. I have not run far enough away. Didn't you know Middle Eastern security forces have x-ray vision? Apparently <laughs> so did you know, Rome and you know, Italian security forces. It's, uh, it, it's, it is funny, like, playstyle-wise, too. Like, with Assassin's Creed, I felt like I could never get away from the guards. Like, you, if you yeah. fucked up a mission and you had, like, 90 guards after you, that was it. Like, you're, you're just going to have to kill them all because <laughs> yeah. you could hide in shit and you could, like, do that kind of stuff. But the moment you, like, hit in something, you could be, like, miles away... And you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm hiding in this hay barrel. I'll never be ever found in this thing. And then five minutes later, some dopey fucking guard would just wander by and be like, poke. And, <laughs> Fuck! And all 90 <laughs> of them would be on you again. Yeah. But, like, with Grand Theft Auto, I always thought it was funny. Like, it seems really hard to, like, run from the cops at first. But then you start to realize, like, oh, all I have to do is literally when all the, when all the stars start blinking, I just slow down and drive normal. And, like, nothing ever catches up with you. Like, the helicopters are always still, like, back, can't find you. Like, the cops are always still, like, well back. You just drive normal. And as long as you do that, nothing spawns in front of you to run into. So you just drive normal. (laughs) The cops are all like, okay, we're looking for someone driving like a crazy person to escape us. Let's see, he's driving the exact same car. It's covered in bullet holes and dents. <laughs> There's where blood all over where he drove down the sidewalk. There's a dead hooker in the trunk, but he's driving like a normal person. Must not be the right guy. He's fine, let him go. Oh no, GTA 4. No, you made it back to your apartment, walk in, all charges dropped. Yeah. You got yeah. four stars, but you're in your apartment. No, that can't be him. He's good, he made it home, home is base. Alright guys, we lost this one. <laughs> We got the National Guard after him. We got tanks. We got air support. And, oh, he made it home? He made it to base. Damn it. All right, everyone, pack up your shit. We're going back. If we're talking GTA logic, man, one of my favorite ones is, like, let me run for the cops. Okay, they don't know where I am, kind of. Like, I'm in the right area. Let me just pull into this pay and spray, which they the cops will never check the one place (laughs) that a criminal would go. (laughs) Hey, guys, there's a place I'll sit there and... Paint his car a different color. No, they would never be that smart to go there. <laughs> I did, Criminals are dumb. I did like it. I, I don't know if they had it in four, but I know they definitely have it in five. Which is you can uh you can do the like baby driver thing where you like you pull in somewhere and if and the stars are well if the stars are blinking, you can get out and jump in another car and drive away and they have a harder time like noticing you. Yeah. Which I always thought was pretty cool. 
No, my favorite though was just standing next to cops in GTA Five, and then they freak out and just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just standing right here, officer. I'm waiting for the you know signal to change so I can cross the street. Guy's a threat. Pull out the gun. Shoot him. <laughs> like I didn't do anything. I'm just standing here. <laughs> I was always more of a uh, Saints Row guy than Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Well, I mean, Saints Row is. I mean, it's got like it, ashes. it is. Yeah. Very much the same thing. It's just. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, yeah. Over the top. Like, I mean, what is it? Saints Row Four, where you can run down the street with a dildo bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Saints Row Four is Grand Theft Auto with superpowers. Yeah, yeah. With superpowers. It and was then, three that you got the dildo bat. <laughs> four was my four was my favorite because like I like most of them, but four was my favorite because they got Ashley Birch, Papa Birch, and um, I think her brother is uh, Jonathan. I think. From uh, Hey Ash, what you playing? To uh, all be like guest stars in the game, which I thought was fucking hilarious to have Papa Birch just wandering around like giant cigars in his mouth, just hitting like crazy stuff. <laughs> now, two was my favorite. Three pissed me off because they killed Gat off, you know, camera. Yeah. I mean, four you find out that he's not actually dead, which made me happy because yeah. Johnny Gat is one of the greatest video game characters. Yeah. But like the entire like courtroom scene where he's just like. Into cussing out the judge like you for you killed this many people. Fuck you, why don't you just round it up to this? Like, it's gonna <laughs> matter. Yeah. It's gonna get the death penalty anyway, you bitch. <laughs> it's just like, I'll hold you in contempt. Like I care. I'm on trial facing death row. <laughs> Although, you know, Saints Row 3 did have Burt Reynolds as the mayor. So. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, and then they blow up the planet in four spoiler alert for you know how old is that game yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so they just remove burt reynolds as the mayor that's that's terrible why would they do that i i did however like in four how you could buy the different skins for your guns yeah and uh, for the heavy pistols you could buy one called the captain and it's malcolm reynolds revolver <laughs> nice then for uh, dual submachine guns, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the Robocop pistols. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, two, though, had the weirdest civilians in the game. Because you would actually have, like, an old person with an oxygen tank, and you could just sit there and just shoot the tank, and it would catch on fire, and they just start running into a crowd, and then it would explode and take them out. <laughs> and it's just like, why'd you put this in the game? Alright, uh, I don't care. <laughs> But, yeah, with 4, having the superpowers, I barely even stepped foot in a vehicle after I started getting, like, you know, the fast running and the flying and everything. So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. at some point you get the, the super jump, you clear, like, half the city. Yeah. Yeah, it was always fun. They had some crazy ways of getting into a car, though. Yeah, yeah when you run and dive through the windshield. The, yeah, or like, hey, somebody's on the motorcycle, I'm gonna run and drop kick this guy and land on the motorcycle and just take off. <laughs> doesn't matter if they still have a passenger on the back they're now a hostage yeah <laughs> yeah because gta it used to be you could sit there and you know steal a car if there's people in it they just freak out they wouldn't get out and say throw went oh they got rid of it no no no. you gotta you know, up the ante they're now hostages do you want to you know, ransom them for money yes i do <laughs> just drive around so they can't get out <laughs> and escape the police um and going back to uh, the talk about like microtransactions and everything, either of you guys ever play the game Alan Wake? I've got, I've got it, and I played the first like three minutes of it. Nah, and I haven't gotten farther. That game, it's it's got an interesting uh, note for me because it's about a shaggy brunette writer who has to save his blonde photographer wife from the demons that live inside his head. My wife is blonde and a photographer and dresses strangely like the guy's wife from Alan Wake. <laughs> and I'm a shaggy, dark-haired writer who most people think is crazy. Yeah, my wife saw that just like... As long as you have, you. Yeah, just as long as you don't have shadows, just pop out and start, like, threatening you. <laughs> You'll be good. What? You mean Fred? It's okay. <laughs> We're cool. Uh, you came to an understanding. But that game, it was actually, you don't get the whole game unless you buy the DLC for it. Oh, really? 
There, there's an ending for it, but if you want the actual ending, you have to buy the DLC. Fuck that. Like, yeah. Buying half a movie. Well, that, that was the same. That was the same company that made uh, Quantum Break. Yeah. Which, did you ever, did you guys ever play Quantum Break? Yeah, yeah. I was I was really excited about it because it had like Lance Reddick and stuff in it, and uh, the guy that played Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then I think the main character, well, the char- the main character's brother was uh, Pippin from uh, Lord of the Rings, and Charlie Billy from uh, Billy Boyd. Lost, yeah. And then um, the main character was the not Sean Astin. There's like twin brothers that one was in like Fringe or something. But it was, it was a really it was a cool game because like you got all these like weird time powers and stuff. Um, but I remember like playing it and being like really stoked for it. And then they had said like uh, part of the game essentially is like you playing. And then you would get to a certain point in the game, and you would have a twenty-minute cutscene. What is this, Metal Gear Solid? It was yeah. it was live action though, so it would cut from the game to the actual characters, all like real life. But it was so it was streamed though from Microsoft, and I don't know what it is, but the Xbox and Microsoft has never had a good streaming service for any of their shit. Like if you if you run their videos for you know when they have like an update or something like that, mine constantly freezes like every twenty minutes. So trying to watch this game's fucking videos was like, I think oh that my might be God. more of your internet. Cause I've never had that problem. You've never had that problem. Fuck no. man, it's the it's the only service that I have that does that. I watch Netflix and Hulu, not a problem. But the moment a Microsoft video starts and it's like, in today's fall update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have that problem when I watch them or when I sit there and use their video player for when they do like their E3 presentation and stuff. Fuck, man, I, that's a problem for me, man. I mean, to be fair, it probably is my internet. I have shitty internet, but you know, I'm, I'm still sticking by it. <laughs> yeah, I just I, don't want to admit that I have shitty internet. So <laughs> damn you, Microsoft! No, 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 no. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting that I have shitty yeah. internet. I'm but, just saying you know, they're it, part it's... of the problem. <laughs> I have shitty internet, but it's not my fault. It's yeah. Microsoft's fault. <laughs> yeah, as I told you guys before we started the podcast, my internet is metered, so I can't do any video streaming. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. Shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I could either play a game with my wife on our computers for an afternoon, or I could watch one episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the decision I have to make. Yeah. Um she's big on single player games though. Yeah, yeah. I I actually I love co-op games. Oh okay, but yeah. So many of them now you have to play online. Yeah. Which I think is bullshit because you know, I play Xbox and I don't want to have to buy a second system, second copy of the game and two Xbox Live subscriptions. You don't have to. You just, only need a second system cuz Jen and I thought about that. We oh, so had... I only need to buy another $300 yeah. console. Yeah. Hey, it's a one-time buy. Yeah, one-time <laughs> buy. And actually, right now, it's a good idea. You could get the, at the Xbox One X, retire the old one to somebody else. But yeah, like what Jen and I do is <laughs> her Xbox... Are, are you hinting at something? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, like her Xbox is set up as my home Xbox, and my Xbox is set up as her home Xbox. So whatever game we buy digitally, we both get. And because we share stuff, only one of us needs Xbox Live. So whoever has Live, the other person gets for free because their system is a home system. Yeah, but I still like just being able to sit on the couch next to the person I'm playing with so that I can punch them if they're being a dick. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I have to bring a TV out here for that. (laughs) I mean... I, I loved the days of split screen Halo. Yeah. I mean that that was you know the best time growing up is well, playing split screen Halo and stop looking at my side of the screen. You're cheating. <laughs> well, and you know if I'm playing, you know I'm playing serious. I'm trying to beat the game, and I got my friend killing all our Marine buddies, who <laughs> then just get angry and turn on us. I'm like, damn it, Gimpy, knock it off. Yeah. Now Halo One did co op with my cousin, and then that just became. Us randomly killing each other until there was a small mountain of dead Master Chiefs there. <laughs> I was just like, wait, these bodies aren't disappearing. 
wonder how many times we can kill each other before the game crashes and <laughs> can't handle it anymore. Uh, I was playing it with a friend one time, and, you know, this girl, this was, like, the only the second video game she'd ever played, the first one being the Jedi Outcast. Mm-hmm. So I figured, all right, she can handle a first-person shooter game all right. So we played through the first Halo, and she got very distracted because she would kill a grunt and then have to sit there and continually pummel the dead body just because she liked the color of the blood coming out of it. <laughs> I to did be fair, like that too. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's frightening or not, but... <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the levels, it's just gray concrete, so I just sit there and pummel and shoot dead bodies to splatter pink and purple blood all over there. It's a really messed up feng shui decorator. I love how that... Making it more colorful. I love how that's got they got away with that for a lot of it, too. Is like, that was their one excuse. It's like, look, it's not blood. Yeah, it's, it's not blood, red. It's not blood. Yeah, it's, it's not like, red no, blood. It's okay. No, it's, I think it still fucks up kids to see, like, purple goo <laughs> splattered across the fucking street after you pull a goddamn trigger. Like... <laughs> no, the grunts were always my favorite because of all the shit they would say. Just like, oh, God, he's here! And just start running around flailing their arms. I think my favorite thing for them was that uh, skull that you could get, the confetti one. Where the birthday like, party oh, one. Yeah, 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 the birthday party where if you, like, shoot him in the head, and you just hear, like, and then you just see, like, confetti I noticed that actually did have a slight burst effect. Yeah. yeah. So that you could shoot one grunt in the head, get the birthday party effect, and it would actually kill a couple of grunts around him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah that was good stuff. <laughs> I, I always loved you'd stick a grunt with a sticky grenade and he'd run away. Not again! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the one that sits there and pulls out two grenades and charges you, hoping he can get to you in time. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of uh, Halo Reach. Yeah. It's the level after you just destroyed their carrier, and so you make it back down to Reach... And you're running through all the buildings, and there's a crap ton of suicide grunts coming at you. I I had a film of this, but my Xbox decided to erase it for some reason. It was awesome. It was like watching one of those Rude Goldberg machines. Because I shot one, it dropped its grenades, they exploded, killed the one behind it, and it just caused a chain reaction to kill all the grunts. It went down the hall, around the corner, into the next room, and... I just, I killed one, and I got to walk through five minutes of dead grunts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game, I had the hardest time on one level, because it's the one where you gotta take the ATVs or whatever and, like, jump across the broken highway, and oh, then yeah. you get off your um, ATV. Yeah. And then Cat would always jump over the freaking gorge <laughs> and slam into me, killing me, making me do it over. And I'm just like, I've done this eight times. Stop team killing me, you bitch. <laughs> I was like, come on. I, I did like how they would actually make the AI drive if you got in the gunner seat. Yeah, yeah. I liked that feature because if you're playing single player, you're not stuck driving the whole time. Yeah. However, apparently my AI would get bored with life and just driving in a straight line, following the road, following the road, veer off a cliff! See, this Probably sm- can't the smarter idea was to be the driver and just allow the AI to gun. Yeah. <laughs> but they I, have better aim than yeah, you probably Yeah, they're terrible do. drivers, but they're okay at gunning. Like, <laughs> and did any of you guys get the weird uh, physics glitches with Halo Reach? Where, like, you'd be driving along, everything's just fine, and then all of a sudden... Pew, you just yeah. shot off the map. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's not even just... That's just Bungie. I had that shit happen to me in Destiny 2. <laughs> it was Monday or Tuesday that it actually happened. One Titan, you know, just talking to Jen, and all of a sudden... Where the hell am I? <laughs> I'm flying across the map. I've almost made it across the ocean from one zone to another, and then, bam, right into the pillar and dead. <laughs> the hell just happened to me? I was just standing here. I wasn't even moving. I'm just all of a sudden launched. <laughs> I remember you, Halo Reach was the uh, the game Bungie initiated their theater mode. And that was pretty much all I used it for was watching videos of all the glitches in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one where it was for the achievement if they came to see me beg. Where you're supposed to jump off the cliff and melee an elite so that you don't die. I had one. It was absolutely hilarious. I 
my wife and I couldn't stop laughing for like 10 minutes after watching it because I jumped off the cliff, went to melee the elite, but I missed and I just kind of bounced off the elite. <laughs> I survived the fall and I'm just like, oh crap, I survived. Well, shit, I'm surrounded by bad guys. The elite that I tried to hit then turned around, looked at me, and we both just kind of stared at each other for 10 seconds before he turned back around and walked away. <laughs> The game's like, well, he didn't kill him, so he's not an enemy. He didn't kill me. He just landed on me, and I'm slightly hurt. So I'm going to go vent real quick. It's basically the the elite telling me, you failed that epically. You want to go back up and try again? I'll go over here. You can try again. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love playing some Halo, man. We, uh, Dustin and I used to... We used to just, like, we'd play multiplayer uh, online, but we would automatically run for a, war- for a Warhog because I was really good at driving, and Dustin was a slaughterer on the cannons or yeah. whatever we were using. So and I would just drive in a circle. Cannon, did it matter. And, like, it was literally, like, we would get all the awards for splatter and for, uh, <laughs> you Running know, like, people yeah. over, driving while your gunner kills people. Yeah, and it got to the point where we were, like, ridiculously good. Like, we were spinning around tanks and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, you would sit there and have one where there's a gigantic cliff in the middle of the thing, and just spin and drift around the corner, and I'm just like, bam, all right. <laughs> Knew the guy was going to be sniper, or sitting up there with a sniper rifle, and I hit him before he could even see us. Yeah, that was fun, man. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> but then the there original. was that one time where we forgot to go into the private party with me, you, and Jen. And <laughs> oh, yeah. And we made it. Yeah. out the other, you know, guy on our team with the um, warthog because he sucks at driving. He's blocking the bridge, screwing shit up, hitting us. It was and, bad, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were legitimately like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? This kid is fucking stupid. Like, God fuck this kid. It. Learn how to fucking drive. Why are you even in... The yeah. match ended. We're we think that we're in our private party, not realizing we didn't do it this time. We just yeah. I'm sorry. This is my first time doing this, and it's like, oh shit, we've been cursing out an eight-year-old for bad. like ten minutes, just dropping f bombs. Yeah. It was literally like one of those like, I mean, if this has been like in person, this would have been one of those moments where you just like stare at each other and just quietly back out of the room because you like all got back into a party and we were like. Whoops! <laughs> I just wah, wah, just ruined that kid's night. <laughs> yeah, that kid now hates us. <laughs> Hopefully, his parents weren't like listening to him play the game because they're like, "You are never playing that game again." Yeah, who yeah. are you playing with? <laughs> yeah, in the original Halo, we had this special mode we made called Warthog Wars, where it was you set up a race match, and everyone is equipped with rocket launchers. And there's just jeeps everywhere. So the objective was to get into a jeep and run over the people who were on foot. Yeah. And of course they had the rocket launcher to shoot at you, but you had like 400% shield, so you could take a hit from a rocket and survive. Yeah. And just flip you across the map. (laughs) Oh, man. So much fun playing that game. The only problem was you'd get people who would join that and then be like, no, I'm just going to go around and shoot rockets at a, at other people the whole time. It's like, no, the rockets are just for shooting the jeeps. But I want to shoot rockets at other people. Yeah. I just, I miss uh, something that, like, I think is missing from games these days is, like, big team battles. Yeah. Um, like, I was sad when Destiny dropped uh, the 6-on-6 six six and went to 4 4 Yeah. Because um, even that was, a, like, that was a smaller number already with 6 v 6 when you used to play, like, 16 versus 16, like, Halo matches, like, people oh. just going crazy. and 64 versus um, 64. Yeah. Star Wars, uh, was it Battle Battlegrounds or Galactic Battlegrounds? Where you had the, the giant 16 versus 16 matches? I don't know. I, I was, know what you're talking about. Like, I was more of the PC where you could get, back, like, back know, on the 64, old 64, 64, 128 versus 128. <laughs> So it wasn't it wasn't because Gal- wasn't Galactic Battlegrounds the um, Asian Empires? Oh no no no! It's... Yeah, whatever this new one is, but it's back on the original Xbox. Oh, uh, Battlefront. Yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlegrounds. There's too many battles. There mm-hmm. really is. 
Because, like, my a friend of mine, uh, we used to be really into Age of Empires when we were uh, younger. And then um, I had found uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds one day, which is literally, as far as I can tell, it is a skin for Age of Empires 2. Oh, where yeah. You can play, like, you know, the, uh, the Gungans or yeah. the... Yeah, that shit was, was so fun, man. Gungans, Wookiees... Um, the Empire, Rebels, the Rebels. Empire, Naboo. Oh, you could play as the Naboo. Yeah, the Naboo and Trade Federation. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you could have the the droids. Yeah. And then there was the expansion that had the Republic and the Confederacy. Yeah, yep. That shit was fun, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was one of my first uh, multiplayer experiences I'd have with my friends. Was playing the uh, the Star Wars galactic battlegrounds and it'd be fun up until one of my friends discovered the cheat code for simon the ewok (laughs) which was this indestructible little ewok with a heavy laser cannon that would just lay waste to everything yeah yeah i remember uh my favorite thing from there was playing as the gungans because everybody always makes fun of them except for the fact they have walking shield generators so you just get like four of those pack them together and pack all of your units underneath of it and it's like just gonna walk through the door thank you very much <laughs> well, it's like the original pc only like star wars battlefront the second one when they actually brought in the like prequel stuff just sit there and be like all right we're in like most likely and i'd just be a stormtrooper running around shooting jawas but you know that's what i did during the match but the best was always playing as the trade federation against gungans and just typing in, like, man, those little Jar Jar motherfuckers need to die. And the public chat, be like, we just need to kill them all. Because everybody else on the Gungan side is playing as, you know, Republic troops. They're like, yeah, Jar Jar sucks. And they just slaughter their own AI army. <laughs> so they now are facing the AI army on the other side and the player army. <laughs> They've taken out all their mobile shield generators and artillery. And it's just like, yeah, you all wiped out your own army just because I said some dumbass shit and you went, that's a good idea. <laughs> Thanks for the win. <laughs> the worst yes, part did. about uh, Battlegrounds, though, was I played the Gungan campaign on there and for the longest time afterwards, you know, just listening to the Gungan troops talk, I had to stop myself from going... Misa. <laughs> oh man, I always wondered like why. So like, I mean, obviously the prequels they have uh, the Gungans versus the Trade Federation at the end of Famous, and uh, you know these things coming up against each other. You have one that's a high tech fucking army of droids, but only one unit that they have actually has fucking shields, and that was the droidikas, the yeah. roly ones, and then you have the Gungans who are the most Backwaters, like idiot race. space rednecks. Yeah, ex- pretty yeah. much. I, they actually, I out... believe the stereotype for them was Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah. But they but they come out and they have they have they have weapons that are useful against droids because they're all like electric based watery like bombs like shields and EMP grenades. But this the shield part was the one that was like the weirdest story. I was like. Alright, so this one side that's got all this technology and all this money doesn't make, like, giant fucking shield generators that can be moved around. These idiots pack it on the back of giant fucking camels and walk across the battlefield. Like, nobody on the Trade Federation side was like, we should rethink this. We should probably, if we go into, like, battle the next time, we should do what they did. Just pack one of the shield generators on top of a tank, just driving around. Well, it makes sense for the Gungans to have really good shield technology because they got all their cities underwater. They got to have a really good force field to keep the water out. True, true, true. Yeah. Although, why they would actually need that since they can all breathe underwater. Because <laughs> you got to have Boss Ness sitting, <laughs> sitting uh, not wet on top of a giant, <laughs> on top of a giant thing going... <laughs> Oh, and, well, I guess, you know, occasionally they would have visitors who need to breathe, but, you know, considering they're all very xenophobic, they don't like the outside race, why would they want to make their cities friendly for the outside yeah. people? <laughs> I don't know. I am looking forward to Battlefront 2 playing as a trade army so I can just be like, Roger, Roger. <laughs> and <then> the <annoy> people. <laughs> Ugh, that, that brings up a complaint I have is that 
I loved the uh, the Clone Wars movie, the the cartoon one. Mm-hmm. Except there was one point where you have a droid saying, "Oh my god." Why w- would a droid say, "Oh my god"? He just got self-realization <laughs> right before he died. <laughs> I'm a machine. I have no soul, but I have religion. Oh, look, he's actualized. Yeah. <laughs> he finally crossed the threshold and became true AI. He became true sentient. I know what life is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right oh. before he dies. <laughs> yeah, then takes the blaster bolt to the skull. <laughs> well, it kind of makes you wonder. Do the droids have a religion? Do they have droid priests? I, I would picture uh, Droidica making an awesome priest. Could you imagine that, like, one of the Trade Federation guys, like, walking in on that? Like, just, you know, they're... What are y'all doing? Yeah, they're thinking about money or whatever, and they just walk by a door, and there's a bunch of droids with a book, and they're just, like, blessing each other. And still, the guy just, like, quietly walks back, and he's just, like, staring at him. There's, like, a cloth hanging on the wall that's just nothing but ones and zeros, because it's their <laughs> scripture. Well, I suppose if you think about it, droids actually do have a religion of a... Co- of a kind, because you got C-3PO always saying, oh, thank the Maker. Yeah, the Maker. Well, I mean, yeah, but I guess he's just referring to whoever made him. Like, it's a singular thing. It's not really like, yeah, it's the not Maker. The Maker, yeah. it's just my Maker. You know, the asshole who built me and made me kind well, of walk this why way. Why does he say the Maker and not just my Maker? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good question. Why because not if, that's who the made case, him? if that's the case, then, you know, he's worshipping Anakin, which... That's a great idea. <laughs> Butcher God. of children. I mean... My fault, younglings. Doesn't mean you can't admire the guy. <laughs> he did he make did, him. Yeah, he did give you life. Like, the end of the, at the end of the day, meh, yeah. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't exist. So, I, did they... I think... Did they clarify that the, uh, R2-D2's memory banks were wiped no. as well? No, they weren't. Just so, C-3PO. how come he doesn't recognize, like, Anakin? Like, at all? Maybe R2 doesn't know that Anakin became Darth Vader? You know, he never saw Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's only seen Anakin. He didn't see Anakin injured or turn into Vader. Yeah. And at no point did Obi-Wan refer to Anakin as Vader in front of R2. Yeah. Huh. So, limited information for him. I guess... It seems like maybe that would come up. Like, yeah. he's a droid. Maybe he would put, like, two and two together. Like, oh, there's oh lots... my master died on this planet, and then Darth Vader came up. Hmm. Yeah, there's but... lots of things you'd think <laughs> yeah. would come up. Like, Obi-Wan recognizing R2-D2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we fought a lot fast together. I mean, maybe he did. Who knows? I mean, you know, well, when he first meets him, he kind of gives that old, like, oh, these droids. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, Obi-Wan would pretend to not know C-3PO. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, not that guy. I don't, I don't <laughs> this know this motherfucker's back. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't C-3PO recognize him? Well, C-3PO did get his memory wiped. Well, to be fair, too, C-3PO was a protocol droid. And mm-hmm. it, at that point, as far as you can tell, like, protocol droids are non, you know. I mean, except for the name. I guess the name would give it away. Where he's like, I am C-3PO, like. Yeah, but he was still kind of custom built by, you know, Anakin. Not off the line. The question is, like, how custom, though? Yeah. <laughs> because you see other, you know, 3PO yeah. units that look just like him. Yeah. Yeah, standardized parts, but, you know. What the, did he do with the programming? He's got that silver leg, too. Yeah. And then a red arm. A red arm later. I bet you're wondering where I got this red arm from. No. No, 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 no one really cares. Not, not really. I'm guessing it more had to do with J.J. Abrams' directing, and that's why you have a red arm. Well, and then, you know, Anakin basically says, oh yeah, I, I built C-3PO to help my mom. Why? His single, unmarried mom. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh. <laughs> Is that what C-3PO is this for? <laughs> well, it, it puts uh, Han Solo's comment of calling him Goldenrod in a whole new light. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he doesn't cook or clean. Uh, what did here you need I was a protocol telling myself I was going to try and make it through this without making a dick joke, and here <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I just imagine, like, C-3PO with all this language, like, just speaking French to... What's her name? Shmi. Shmi, yeah. Shmeagle. 
Something I've always thought the uh, the Star Wars movies could benefit from would be subtitles for R two D two, because you've got to imagine he has got the filthiest mouth on him because he's told on many occasions by C three PO, "Watch your language." <laughs> I just like to think of it as him just speaking in bleak censors because he's just dropping nothing but like f bombs and stuff. All right, so we're at, we're in an hour and five minutes here. I want to get one question out before we end this one. In The Force Awakens, when Finn and BB-8 are having the conversation while uh, Rey is flying out and, you know, they're trying, like, uh, Finn is trying to explain to BB-8 not to give away that he's not part of the um, resistance and stuff. And, you know, eventually BB-8 throws up the flame. Yeah. Did you take that as a thumbs up or the finger? Because I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I took it as the finger. No, because it I, felt I like he was thumbs put up. up. See, I, I took it as a thumbs up. I got it as a finger because I I was one of the people that thought it was like, like he kept putting him in a position that he didn't want to be in, and eventually he's just like, <laughs> no. See, if it were R two, I would see that, but BB eight's much more nice and helpful. R two D two's a filthy motherfucker. <laughs> he's been around the town. But there's an episode of Clone Wars where he's sent out on an errand, but he gets distracted because female droids want to give him a body cleaning <laughs> uh all right well let's let's call this one for now uh like i said we're an hour and six minutes in so all right we'll finish that one up so have a week don't forget to uh like subscribe and share please god share us with people um you know, we need more people listening more people talking about this so keith thank you i always see that you're sharing this one so good you're welcome man. Gotta gotta let my know gotta let my fans know that it's the out kebabs, there. Kebabs, like yes. I gotta get those kebabs riled up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though it's been a while since I've been on here, still gotta let them know I'm coming back eventually. <laughs> You'll get me. There's enough of me to go around. <laughs> All right, guys, have a week. <laughs>